your number one morning show. Boy, the future. Oh, it looks good on you, though. Dan Benjamin. That's your name, dude. And a good day to you, sir. War were declared. You ready? Wait a minute now. Let's go. Yeah, I like it. Now, from the barbecue capital of the world. Look at his face. It's radio, but on the internet. It's Dan Benjamin Live! Oh, good morning, good morning. It is uh, Monday. What is it? January 11th already. And I thought that 2021 was going to be better than uh, 2020, but I'll tell you what. This year is insane already. Have you heard about, did you hear about all the snow that we got here in, uh, in Austin, Texas? Have you heard about this? We got probably three or four inches of snow. If you follow me on Instagram, I'm at Dan Benjamin on Instagram. You can, uh, you can see the pictures that I posted. It is just absolutely, absolutely crazy. Um, you can follow me at Dan Benjamin on Twitter. You can follow me at Dan Benjamin pretty much everywhere. And I want to remind you all to like and subscribe. You know, I look at the stats on this and uh, they're really most of y'all are just here watching. You're not subscribed. You're not liking the video. So shame on you. I can write. Uh, but here we are. And oh, if you want to support the show, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash Dan Benjamin. Give me a buck. Give me five bucks. Give me whatever you think is fair. I think this is worth $5 a month to you. So, okay, it's anyway. So, of course, as soon as the snow started to fall, I'm thinking to myself, great, let's go outside and we'll build some snowmen, we'll build some other things. And meanwhile, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, and you know what else is going to happen? We're going to lose power because Austin is just not set up for uh, any kind of snow event or anything. Now, I grew up, I was a little kid when I lived in Philadelphia. And I remember you'd, you'd walk outside and I'd be walking to the bus stop. And, you know, the snow would be up there, be up to my knees. And I was a little kid walking out there. And the buses still run. I'm still in school, everything. Here, everything completely shuts down. And so what they were, the Austin people were saying was that the, the reason that uh, so many power, so many people were without power, and there was something at its peak, 37,000 <laughs> 37, people were without power in Austin alone. Uh, and we were, we were among them. And the whole time my kids are outside, they're running around, they're uh, having fun out there, you know, throwing uh, snowballs at each other. I'm thinking, yeah, we're going to lose power. It's just a matter of time. So I walked around the house and I, I turned off all of the uh, like iPads and things like that because I'm thinking we're going to need these later. Power was out for like six hours. So, yeah, that is uh, that was the story there. And here's a little bit of news about this. The winter storm moves into the Mississippi Valley after dumping snow on Texas. There's still apparently stuff going on in East Texas right now, but it's on its way to the old Miss the old man, and it uh, it's going to be freezing temperatures here tonight, and then 70 degrees on Wednesday and Thursday. 70 degrees. No. <laughs> so, I don't know what's going on here in the world. Uh, I really don't. Now, let's talk about all the stuff that's going on with Trump and Twitter and Parler. I've got a whole package that I put together about that that we can <clears throat> start off right here by saying uh, Twitter has banned Trump permanently. Uh, they say that the account is suspended, but they also say that this is 
permanent. So I'm not I'm not sure what to believe here, but uh, this is an article by Brian Fung in uh, CNN Business saying that this was happened on Friday evening after closer view of recent tweets from at real Donald Trump account and the context around them. We've permanently suspended the account due to risk of further incitement of violence. So they're basically saying Trump incited the violence. We think he's going to keep doing it. Can't let that happen. Banned. Banned. Okay, well, as if that's not enough, there's the full article over on Twitter, and these links are going to be in the show notes, by the way. Uh, but this is explaining how they decided to permanently suspend or ban or cancel uh, Trump. So if you want those details, they're here. And we'll be talking more about the implications of Twitter doing this in a few minutes. I just want to get through these relevant news stories first. Here's another one reported by The Guardian uh, that uh, apparently Trump has a golf course called Bedminster. Bedminster. And uh, it, it this Bedminster was host to it's in it's in Scotland, Scotland. And uh, there was this championship that was going to take place there. So that's been shut down. That's been banned now. Um, another thing, here's an article, actually a collection of articles in, in CNN, if you like to read CNN. Um, but the interesting one that I thought was this article uh, about this the rider that you're all seeing pictures of, the guy with the, uh, with the uh, horns uh, on his head and uh, the face painted with the American flag. And then I think this is like a big tattoo on his chest. It could be something else, but... Uh, his name is Jacob Anthony Chansley. And uh, yes, and he had the bare skin headdress and everything on. But apparently uh, now they found out who he was and uh, they arrested him and their uh, FBI is involved. And apparently they're going to be arresting everybody that they can. Uh, so this is the thing. You don't break into the into the U.S. Capitol uh, and think that you're not going to be found out. Now, there's a lot of people with masks, so maybe they're going to be uh, hidden away. But if you were dumb enough to, to do that and not wear a mask, um, yeah, you're going to be uh, you're going to be found. You're going to be arrested. And so here's another guy. Department of Justice announced that there are charges being filed against the guy who is carrying Pelosi's podium running around. Did you really think? If you're look at him, he's posing and waving for the picture here, friends. Do you think that that they're not going to figure out who this is and, and arrest him? Really? Well, I'll read a little bit of this article. Federal prosecutors have charged three men and the FBI has arrested another on Saturday in connection with Wednesday's riot, including a man seen on video carrying House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's lectern and another wearing a bearskin headdress. The arrests come Saturday, a day after federal charges were announced against more than a dozen others. Come on. Really? You're surprised? Anyone surprised about this? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. Okay. And then the last little bit of related news. Uh, you know, they're trying to impeach Trump again. Did you know that? This is, this is accurate. They're trying to impeach Trump. Um, if, if they can't get this 25th Amendment to work, then they're going to do an, an impeachment. So apparently today, uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is going to be presenting Vice President Mike Pence with the argument that he should invoke the 25th Amendment, which basically removes the sitting president from office. Do you think that Pence is going to do this? Is there any chance? No. 
No. No. He might disagree with Trump, but he's not going to do this. I can save you all the time in the world of wondering about this. It's not going to happen. But they are going to try to impeach Trump a second time. Now, here's something that you all need to know. Uh, the impeachment of Trump does not need to happen while he's sitting in office. So they could wait to do this. I think they have up to 100 days. Uh, fact check me on that, friends. But they've got time before they actually have to do anything, uh, whether they decide to impeach Trump or not, now or in a little while, it's up to them. There's no difference. But if, if the 25th Amendment is invoked or if he is successfully impeached, there are a lot of things that he doesn't get. There were people who were asking me over the weekend saying, well, why? Uh, who cares? He's going to be gone in a matter of days. Who cares? Well, there's a number of things that he won't get. It's, I'm, I'm searching this article again. I'm not seeing them listed in this article, but it's easy enough to find. I'll tell you a few of them. Uh, one of the things that is that he won't get this uh, presidential protection that uh, ex-presidents get. They get an office. They get uh, a salary. They get uh, Secret Service people assigned to them forever. They get a whole bunch of other things. And um, in this case, because Trump only ran, uh, was successfully elected once, he could try to run again in 2024. That would also be stripped away uh, from him. So uh, it is possible that if he's impeached or the 25th Amendment invoked, that these privileges will be removed. So this is why people are trying to do this, in, like Nancy Pelosi, are trying to do this now. It's not so much... I don't think that they're worried about him being removed. I mean, doing something bad in the next, what is it, eight, nine days? Uh, but uh, we, will, uh, we will see. We will see if, in fact, that happens. The impeachment, again, could go on well after. Now, um, Jared Miller in the chat room is saying, uh, I might have missed it, but have you seen this morning's news about Parler? Well, I, I'm about to talk about Parler right now. So, Jared, if I miss what your news is, I, I think I'm up to date. But if I miss it, I've got three or four articles on Parler here to talk to you about. Uh, but if I miss it, please uh, share it in the chat. And that's good for everyone. Anyone who wants to join me, you can follow me again. I'm at Dan Benjamin on Twitter. Tweet stuff to me. It's a big way that I find the news stories that are here is from people like you who want to share them. So thanks very much for doing that. Apple has removed Parler from the App Store. Surprise. Who's surprised about this? I, I don't see what. Some, I swear to you, someone came and changed everything. Yeah, no one's surprised. Apple has removed Parler from the App Store. Following accusations, the social media app was fostering calls to violence ahead of and following the raid on the U.S. Capitol. Here's the quote. We have always supported diverse points of view being represented on the App Store, but there is no place on our platform for threats of violence and illegal activity. Parler has not taken adequate measures to address the proliferation of these threats to people's safety. We've suspended Parler from the App Store until they resolve these issues. Now, the way that it works with Apple, I don't know if Google's the same way but i suspect it is is apple will say you guys screwed up according to our terms fix it and you can come back i don't know how they fix this but uh i actually have the article here of what was written from apple to parlor uh and here's what they say thank you for your response regarding dangerous and harmful content on parlor we've determined that the measures you describe are inadequate to address the proliferation of dangerous and objectionable content on your app, Parler has not upheld its commitment to moderate and remove harmful or dangerous content encouraging violence and illegal activity and is not in compliance with the App Store review guidelines. So here's something that I wonder. How is Apple testing this? Are they posting 
something that they anticipate will be removed? Are they looking at content that's there that has not been removed? Uh, I don't know. And they also don't say in this, but uh, one thing they do say is your response also references a moderation plan, quote, for the time being, which does not meet the ongoing requirements in guideline 1.2, safety, user-generated content. Uh, in other words, based on Apple's terms, they have not done enough, so they removed the app. But you know what else? War were declared. Yeah, none of this actually matters because Amazon stepped in. That's right. Uh, Amazon has pulled their uh, support, but what does that really mean? Well, they're, all their stuff was hosted on Amazon. And Amazon said, no, uh-uh, you, you can't post anything here. I need see that's a soundbite I need. Somebody somebody tweet me or remind me. You remember in Jurassic Park? Uh-uh. I need that. I gotta have that. I gotta capture that. And I have it somewhere. I just gotta add it to the to the soundboard. So somebody in the chat room remind me on Twitter uh, to do that, please. And uh, I'm gonna start sending out for people who help me out. I'm gonna start sending these things out. Why not? Because I have this stack that uh, that that Keith uh, gave me. Out of material. So uh Brian is adding to this, um, in the case of Amazon, AWS dropping them, Amazon reported 80, about 80 inappropriate messages, and there wasn't any action or moderation taken. Uh, well, don't jump ahead of me, guys. We're going to talk about the breach. I got I to gotta warm you up. This, is, this comes first. There's an order. There's a, there's a thinking process. Be calm. Be calm. So Parler came out and said that, you know, well, Google and Apple had already removed them from their stores. Now, Amazon says, you're out of here. And then um, uh, John Matt, That's your name, dude. who's chief executive, uh, told Fox News on Sunday, every vendor from text message services to email providers to our lawyers all ditched us. So if we've ever needed to hear a toilet flushing... That's it right now. Um, it's not his fault. So he says we're going to try, or going to try our best to get back online as quickly as possible. But we're having a lot of trouble because every vendor we talk to says they won't work with us. Because if Apple doesn't approve and Google doesn't approve, then they won't approve. But it gets worse, friends. It gets much worse because there was. A data breach. Oh, and I've got one more article in here just on 9to5Mac talking about their app and website going offline, pretty much covered in our last article. 70 terabytes of Parler users' messages, videos, and posts were leaked by security researchers. This is the data. Yeah, all the, uh, the guys, the jackals in the chat room are going nuts right now. Uh, yeah, the jackals, this is... Um, this is a big deal. Let me just let me just read from this article on Cyber News. Have you heard of CyberNews.com? I uh, I haven't heard of it, but Parler is a social network. We all know that's how they start. I'm going to skip through that part. Um, it says the scrape includes user profile data, user information, and which users had administration rights for specific groups within the social network. This was done by a person on Twitter <laughs> whose name is Donk. NB donk underscore NB is uh, who announced this attack, and basically they were able to get over a million video URLs, some deleted and some private. It's all in there. Um, these are original, unprocessed raw files as uploaded to Parler with all associated media. 
claims one of the authors of this report. Security researchers claim that the scrap posts are linked to accounts that posted them. Some of the video and image data have geolocation information, and it's said to also include data from Parler's verified citizens, which is users of the network who verified their identity by uploading photographs of government-issued IDs, such as driver licenses. I would hope that you didn't upload your driver's license to Parler. It says the the data might be might provide value value uh, might be valuable to law enforcement since many who participated in the riots deleted their posts and videos afterwards, but you didn't. They're still there, so it's a big deal because you can get arrested. They can use all of this information and find out exactly who you are and look at the geotagging that Parler never stripped. So most social media sites, when you okay, let me let me take a step back, take a step back for you. When you take a picture with your phone, normally, your phone saves a lot of information to this photo. It embeds it in the photo, right? It's going to have your geolocation. It's going to have a whole lot of other information embedded. This might also be called XIF, E-X-I-F information. You can Google that if you're interested. What that means is that this photograph, have you ever wondered how your phone is able to say, you took this picture here at this place? Well, that's how it's doing it because it remembers it. This data is embedded in, in the image. When you upload this image somewhere, it usually strips the data from it, right? So Instagram uh, and Twitter, I believe, I believe, check for yourself, uh, will automatically remove this information so that if someone is able to download this information uh, or, or they remove it in what they display, in other words, it's it's not preserved. It might be preserved within Instagram, but if someone were to download the image from the service, my understanding, tell me if I'm wrong, is that it's not right. Jared is saying the 2FA server kicked them off, which was exploited to give admin access and create an archive of all parlor content, including deleted content, live stream video, and GPS coordinates in EXIF or EXIF data. So a good social network would strip that out. They might preserve it for some reason. Maybe if they're making a map, remember how Instagram used to have that map, you can usually turn geolocation preservation off. But in this case, it was there and everyone has it now. Uh, Jared also says, apparently and helpfully, Parler also never actually deleted anything, only flip bits to mark as deleted. Right. So it was all still there. Isn't that lovely? But this combined with what we talked about last week, uh, with WhatsApp, and I know a lot of people that are not using WhatsApp anymore based on the agreement, the stuff you have to agree to, these are serious privacy things. So you need to know what it is that you have sent up there into the big mysterious internet cloud, right? You need to know what these social services are doing uh, and, and how they're handling your data, if you care. I'd suggest that you should care. But if you care, you need to know. And uh, this is this is important, and this represents a serious risk. But no social network's immune to this. Do you think Twitter couldn't get hacked and people couldn't get information? It's happened. Uh, it's Facebook. All of these are the same. So only post something that you truly believe you don't care if the world knows about. Uh, the same is true in direct messages. People have conversations in direct messages. Those things could potentially be exposed. Uh, I know somebody who uh, was uh, sending pictures and things like that in WhatsApp and had no idea that the recipient was able to save these pictures and images and things like that. Uh, so that, in other words, the default for WhatsApp 
if if I send you, if I just took took a picture of me right now on WhatsApp and sent it to you, the default is for you to save that picture. It will save it on your on your computer uh, or phone, rather, I should say. I mean, I guess you could use a computer version of WhatsApp, but you know what I'm saying. It'll save it to your phone. So some people don't even know that. They think that what they send is just within the context of that chat. And well, somebody might screenshot it, but I'm not worried. No, it's defaulted to save right into their image library. Now, that's not even half of it. It's all being saved in the cloud. They can say that you could delete it, but like Parler, what if they don't? What if they just mark it as deleted and don't show it anymore, but it stays there? That's right. So here's some more information, this time by Gizmodo. Every deleted Parler post, many with users' location data, has been archived. That's right. It's still there. Just like they were saying in the chat room, it's still there. So if you want to read more in-depth about this stuff, those links are in the show notes. So now it's time to take a break from talking about that and talk a little bit about Apple. Um, there's a report. Remember I was talking last week that Apple and Hyundai are talking? Well, now more information has come out. Uh, they are basically saying that the deal will have an Apple car uh, in 2024 and that they hope to reach conclusion of the deal in March. Uh, it, you know, it talks a little bit about Hyundai's uh, kind of announcement and then backtracking on the announcement. But here's some actual brass tacks about this deal. It says that um, they believe that they will build cars at Kia Motors factory in Georgia. So it will actually begin potentially here in the U.S. Now, this is another interesting thing. I don't know. Again, please, folks, uh, fact check me. Um, but I, I, I think... I think, oh, uh, hold on. Slugor says in the chat room, I saw a Twitter post video mentioning that cell and Wi-Fi network at the Capitol being so dense that they would be able to tell who was where and when. Pretty interesting. If you were out there tweeting, they could probably figure out where you were. Uh, but remember last week I was suggesting that uh, maybe one of the reasons that Apple would want to work with Hyundai is because they have the staff and the factories and all of that labor is affordable. But you know what I didn't think about? is what if they wanted to produce them here in the United States? How many car manufacturers that would be attractive to Apple have plants here in the United States? I don't know. Does Honda, does Toyota? I still think even if Apple doesn't, and you guys have said you don't think that Apple wants to buy Hyundai at some point. Okay, you're probably right. But wouldn't it be nice for Apple to say these cars are made right here in America? Well, now I'm finding out Hyundai has a factory in Georgia. It's actually Kia, but I guess they own Kia. But it says they would jointly invest in a new factory in the United States. Hmm, now that's pretty interesting. And that would be a good move from Apple to do that. It would allow them to oversee and control things very, very easily. But it would also allow them to say, made in America, which Apple cares about. So Me too. we'll I'm see. Excited too. More data. The two plan company, uh, the two plan companies hope to produce. I'm just reading what it says in the article. I don't know if that's a sentence. Um, the companies, I'm thinking they were trying to say plan to produce or hope to produce 100,000 vehicles in 2024, eventually reaching annual capacity of 400,000. The report adds that a beta version of the Apple car could begin testing next year. Uh, so this is pretty interesting. Would you buy an Apple car? If you were thinking about buying an electronic vehicle anyway, would you wait and hold out for an Apple car? I don't know. 
um, it will definitely be interesting. You know, with the power out yesterday, I started to think about things like this. Would I buy an electric vehicle? What if I had just gotten home and needed to charge and the power was out? There's something nice about just being able to start your car. And in fact, I used my truck to charge a number of the other electric devices that I had. So I don't know. Now, a little bit of follow-up. A lot of people have been sending me this article uh, on CNN, which I already covered a little bit, but apparently there's some new information. It was updated yesterday on Sunday. Uh, this is the article talking about how the U.S. intelligence agencies now have 180 days to share what they know about UFOs because of this COVID-19 relief and spending bill. They put this in as part of the bill. They somehow got it in, uh, but you know, it wasn't clear to me really what the update was. I love it when sites will say updated and then they'll have a little bit of the information, but they don't have anything in here that I can I can tell is new. So I don't know why y'all are sending me this one so much um, other than the fact that it was confirmed to Snopes that it's real. Um, why are you guys sending me this so many times? Well, I told you I would watch it, but I've seen it. So you don't have to keep sending it. Uh, this next article, I put this into the news uh, because I, I I didn't understand the article. Um, hey, man. It's, listen, listen to this title. I don't understand any of this. Let's listen to this title. Twitch's rotating pog champ is a clever replacement for the band emote. I don't know what any of this means. I know what Twitch is. I don't know what a rotating pog champ is, and I don't know what a banned em what emote was banned. That's the only reason I put it in here. I don't want to talk about it, and I don't care to know it. But I just wanted to let you know that I don't know what any of that means. Now, here's here's a surprise. Maybe uh, Sex in the City is coming back, but it's missing Kim Cattrall. Right? You remember uh, all of the drama around Kim Cattrall and how she kind of hated the other cast members and maybe they maybe they hated her also but Cynthia Nixon, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kristen Davis will be back. Do we get do we want to clap for this? Do we? Sure. The title of it is going to be and just like that. That's the title. That's the title of the show. It's coming back and it's going to be talking about what they're doing in their 50s. That's the show. Uh, next, can you believe it? The Cleveland Browns overcame history and adversary to win their first playoff game. They will get the claps in 25 years. It's a big deal. They were up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The team has not won a playoff game since 1995 before yesterday. And of course, their head coach was in isolation because he tested positive for uh, COVID-19. And uh, he said, I told them after the game, I admire them so much and I respect them. This was a quote from special teams coordinator Pryfer. Uh, they have had so much adversity in terms of schedule changes. I know everybody has had adversity. I'm not trying to say we had any more adversity than any. See, this is how people have to be so politically correct now. You can't say our team had some adversity. You've got to acknowledge every other team, the adversity that they have had, and the past history of adversity in the sport. 
you can't you can't say we've had adversity. You've got to have a disclaimer. Everything has to have a disclaimer. Mark my words, 2020, 2021 is going to be the year that people say adversity. They're going to hear this more. Just mark my words. Keep keep your uh, keep your eyes open, your ears open for this. They've had so much adversity in terms of schedule changes. I know everybody has had adversity, and I'm not trying to say we had any more adversity than anybody else, but at the end of the day, this was a difficult week and a playoff week, but they never batted an eye. Now, I do have the perfect audio bite for this one, but I cannot find it because someone has come in here and changed things around. Uh, uh, so I'm a little upset about that. But um, why is this article in here? Get out. Okay, here's another interesting concept. It's a little little story I wanted to talk about. Video games have replaced music, this article in The Guardian says, has replaced music as the most important aspect of youth culture. This is an article by Sean Monahan. And I don't know why, but look at this. The person's name, the bio name, uh, is, is like the same size font as the title, and italicized and in this sort of orange color. And the reason I mention this at all is because it's weird to me to see that. Usually the byline is smaller. Here it's almost bigger. My eye is drawn to Sean Monahan before I even see the title. I need to ask you this. Is is Sean Monahan like a big deal? Is this is this a big deal? I don't know. <laughs> Menopause in the city. Oh my God. That is funny uh that is funny they said that uh nelson said that in the chat so basically what this does is this is an explanation this article saying that the way that we grew up i guess millennials and before and i think they're including millennials in this uh but certainly gen x we grew up all focused on music on talking about music it was always about music everything was about music uh, we had video games, certainly, and and I know millennials grew up very much playing video games. I started playing video games, of course, with the Atari uh, back 100 million years ago. But they weren't as predominant as they are now. In fact, this article claiming that uh, video games have triumphed as the most popular form of entertainment among young people. And I can confirm this in my old, own household that... Watching video games, watching people play streamed video games, whether it's, you know, uh, Switch or PC games or Among Us or whatever, that both my kids absolutely love this. Most of what they watch on YouTube, my son for sure, is watching other people playing video games. That's what he watches. He watches people playing video games and then he may try to do those same tricks himself on his video game or he may just enjoy watching it but that is his primary form of entertainment is watching other people play video games on youtube and twitch uh mainly youtube my daughter does a lot of that but she also watched like likes likes to watch like these craft videos so this morning she was watching a video of a woman who uh, was in japan and she is out of clay with the tiny little paint brushes painting the clay modeling clay recreating like little dioramas of uh, of, 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 uh, what's that island game? Animal Crossing, where you go from one island. So she's creating these tiny little sections of an island in Animal Crossing, but she's making them real out of clay, and they look exactly like the game. They're 
absolutely amazing. I don't know how she does this, but it's so like she'll watch these craft videos, but mainly it's video game stuff. And they're saying that this has completely replaced music. People are not excited about the next new album or single that's coming out. They don't care about the next single. They care about the next video game or the patch to the video game or the DLC for the video game, right? And for some reason, I have another article in here about the Sex and the City reboot coming to HBO Max. So that's all I've got for you today. But we hit our we hit our half an hour, uh, which is the goal. It's time for me to go get some lunch. I don't know what I'm going to have today. I've been craving wings. Why have I been craving wings? What's wrong with me? But uh, yeah. That's it. So that's all I've got for you. But uh, hopefully you're enjoying the show. Don't forget, I'm Dan Benjamin. You can follow me wherever you want. Twitter, Instagram, here on YouTube. Dan Benjamin is the place to go to look it up. You can support the show by subscribing, liking. A lot of you don't do that. And shame on you for not doing that. And of course, if the show is valuable to you, consider going to patreon.com slash Dan Benjamin. Give me a buck. Give me five bucks. It makes a huge difference. I've actually seen a number of you have done that. Uh, recently. So thanks uh, to everyone who does that. Sure do appreciate you coming to hang out with me here during the week. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow, hopefully, hopefully not an hour and a half late because I was fixing all kinds of stupid audio issues that I think are finally resolved, maybe. So anyway, have a good one, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and uh, I'll see you tomorrow.